Welcome to the Community Health Cast from the Queen's Community Health Board. I'm Coordinator Elizabeth Bailey. I'm usually in the background on these episodes, but today I get to host and talk with somebody who you know if you listen to the podcast, one of our frequent hosts, Rick Conrad, in today's Get to Know the Board Member episode. Hi, Rick. Hi, Elizabeth. How are you doing? Oh, I'm just great. How are you? I am well. I'm a little astounded by the snow that's falling right now, but other than that. Yeah, we're recording on November 24th, and I walked the dog this morning, and there were a few flakes on my face. I was like, oh my gosh, it's snowing, and now it's been snowing all day. It's very pretty, but a little shocking. Just the beginning. (laughs) Just the beginning. It's supposed to be a bad winter this year, so we'll Um, see what we get. hope not. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, I love these episodes because... I think our board members are pretty great. And I think that if the public knows who in our community is on the board, they might get a little bit better insight into the kind of work we do and the decisions we make and how we're representing the whole community. And so, yeah, let's let's start. Rick, tell us a little bit about who you are. Where do you come from? What's the Rick Conrad story? <laughs> Originally, I come from PEI, a little uh, small village called Wellington. I grew up there and spent most of my early years there and then came to the University of King's College in Halifax to do journalism. And then I basically have stayed in Nova Scotia since then. So after I graduated from King's, I um, took a job at the Chronicle Herald, where I worked for about 25 years as a reporter and an editor, doing various jobs. Uh, My last Job there was the um, as the sort of the head web editor with the website, where I learned quite a lot, which was great, and uh, especially about social media and that sort of thing. And that was fun. And then we decided my partner had uh, retired, and I decided to take a buyout from the Herald in 2014. And we decided to move down here full time because we had a, a house down here because my partner's from the Eagle Head, West Berlin area. So we decided to move down here full time. We opened a business, closed a business, and then uh, just sort of, I'm kind of living a semi-retired life and I do a few things, including Community Health Board. I also, I'm involved with the Liverpool International Theatre Festival, with the Privateer Farmers Market in Liverpool, and there's something else. I can't remember what else I'm involved in, but anyway. And, you know, I've been still doing some writing and editing on the side, and uh, yeah, so that's about it. And oh, of course, I do my soap thing. I'm I have Dirty Boy Natural soaps, <laughs> so that's fun. I, I really enjoy doing that. Yeah, and you do a bunch of different things in and around community. I knew who you were because I've been in Nova Scotia for almost twenty years, and I remember reading your articles in the Herald when we first moved here, back when reading a print newspaper was a thing you did. <laughs> Yeah, those are the days. Yeah. (laughs) And then I met you at the Bridgewater Farmer's Market where you were selling soap. And I I didn't know you from Adam. You were this nice guy who sold soap. And then at some point I put it together that you were Rick Conrad, whose name I recognized from the paper. And we got to know each other. And, you know, I eventually said, gee, don't you think you would like to join the community health board? And I talked you into it. Uh But maybe you could, from your perspective, I'd love to know, you know, why were you willing to join the Community Health Board? What about it was attractive to you? 
I had always been kind of intrigued by what the community health board did. And, you know, in talking to you and with a couple of other people sounded very interesting. I like a lot of my career in journalism was spent writing about social issues. I mean, that's basically what journalism is anyway, for all intents and purposes in a lot of ways. But, you know, I was very interested in those sorts of issues, the same kinds of things that the Community Health Board concerns itself with, whether it's, you know, food insecurity, social isolation, housing, that sort of thing. So it was just, it was very intriguing to me. And and I knew some of the people that were already on the board. And uh, obviously, it's a great group of people. So I just thought, hey, I'll give it a go and see if I can contribute in some way. And, and I hope I have. Yeah, I would say so. You've been a wonderful, wonderful compliment to the podcast committee. You've helped out with a bunch of things. Now you're on our letter writing committee and you're also helping out with wellness funds, which I'm excited about for this year. So uh, how long ago, again, did you say it was that you moved down here, you and Peter? Full-time, we moved down in basically the end of 2014, early 2015. We've had a house here since late 2009. Before that, we were coming down on weekends, summers, that sort of thing. Well, obviously, Peter is from here, so he knew the area and he's related to and knows a lot of people here. But um, I just fell in love with it the first time he brought me down here. It's just such a, as some one of our friends down the road uh, used to say, it's an undiscovered gem, West Berlin. I mean, I think it's becoming more discovered now. You know, it's just a beautiful place with uh, really nice people and it seems like home and uh, you know coming from a small village on PEI I'm kind of used to the to that sort of thing anyway we used to have a co-op store in in Wellington when I grew up we don't have one of those here but that's basically about the only difference (laughs) (laughs) tell me what you love about where you live and what do you love about Queens County well, like I said, I mean, obviously, just the natural beauty of the place, but also I th- everybody was really welcoming. You know, when you're kind of moving into a small town and coming from a small town, growing up in a small town or village, really, and being gay, you're sort of always kind of wondering, well, you know, am I going to be accepted? Am I going? Am I going to fit in? Is there are there going to be problems? But I don't know. I think we've been welcomed as as much as anyone has ever since we arrived which is nice. And I get that feeling in Queens County generally, like I may be a bit of a Pollyanna. I have to check my privilege. But, you know, I think for the most part, I think Queens County appears to be very welcoming to newcomers and people from different backgrounds. And, you know, obviously, that's not always the case, you know, and there will be issues in any community. But that's one of the things that really struck me that it was a very welcoming atmosphere. People are very interested in what you're doing and sort of helping out when they can or uh, and very very eager to have you involved in things which is nice you know so far so good and i know some people who've moved here from other places in the past few years and they say the same thing it's just a nice place to live and in a beautiful setting i don't know the maritimes i mean nothing no nowhere is perfect but these little yeah. communities in the Maritimes, you know, especially if they're reasonably, reasonably accessible to services, they're pretty, pretty great places to live, as I think evidenced by all of the people who are moving here from other places. They 
I yeah, mean, exactly. that wouldn't be happening if it wasn't a great place to live, which, you know, unfortunately yeah. feeds into the housing crisis. But that's not to say that newcomers aren't welcome because they absolutely are. Rick, what are your hopes for the future of Queens County? Oh, that's a big question. We have an issue, I think, down here with employment and income security, I think. Just the nature of small communities like this, there are very few opportunities at high-paying jobs or even a living wage, for that matter. We don't have a lot of industry down here. We have a lot of small independent businesses that are operated by one or two people, and, and they can only afford to hire a certain number of people on a certain budget. So I think that's a challenge. And I think we're seeing that become more of a challenge as new people move in and and the housing issue becomes more prevalent. I don't know how you resolve that. But I think as more people move here and with a bigger population, you can support more businesses and then perhaps that will help build on itself and then we can go at it that way. When we go over to the Valley, especially Wolfville, it really seems to be a very booming place. Now, obviously, they have the university, so that's a different kind of thing. But, you know, it was only 20 years ago that they weren't seen as a destination either for industry or business, hoping that more people will see Queens County as a place to invest in and to provide more employment. Like I said, that will just build on itself. So you've been on the Community Health Board for a few years now. What has been your favorite thing to work on? I'd probably say the podcast has been lots of fun. It's been great to hear people's stories through the podcast and to talk about issues that are affecting people in Queens County and to learn about what's happening because I you know, I'm still learning about what's happening here and the, and the reality for people. So I think that's been really interesting. And it's it's nice that it's kind of almost a little bit similar to what I used to do in journalism. So, you know, you're sort of interviewing people. And, and I always liked hearing other people's stories and finding out what they're involved in. Yeah, well, and I think it's really important for the work of the Community Health Board, because we, you know, we need to know people's stories to know how we're going to help them. That's right. Yeah. Right. So post COVID, what are your dreams for the community health board? (laughs) The other question Uh, I have to uh, ask you is about your uh, cats. So you can take them out of order if you want. Okay. Well, it'll be nice to be able to meet in person again. That's probably the most basic thing. Well, you know, Rick, I'm not going to disagree with anything that you just said at all. However, I want to point out that there are a few silver linings to having all of these meetings on Zoom. For me, one of the big ones is getting to see your cats. Can you wrap up the show? Just tell us a little bit about your cats. <laughs> uh, we have two cats. They're Teddy and Bear, Theodore and Bernard. But uh, we call them Teddy and Bear because when we first met them, we adopted them from a rescue in Halifax called Spade AHRM. And when I first met them, one of them, the one who's named Bear, was, well, he looked like a bear. He looked like a little bear. They were still kittens. They're fun. Bear is about... He's a gray and white cat. He's probably about 25 pounds, I think. <laughs> and Teddy is pretty close to that. I think he's in his around 20 pounds, but he's a bit taller and longer and leaner. Anyway, they're great little guys. Yeah, they're really Yeah, lovely. and sometimes sometimes their butt will show up on the uh, on the meetings and stuff. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One of these days somebody's going to come out with a coffee table book of cats butts as seen on Zoom. 
<laughs> That's right. <laughs> there have been so many. I'll probably buy it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Rick, thank you so much for your time today. Uh, it's always a pleasure for me to get to know you a little bit better. And hopefully it was a pleasure for all of our listeners to learn a bit more about you. Committed Queens County residents and community health board member and podcast host extraordinaire, Rick Conrad. Thanks. Thank you, Elizabeth. That was fun, even though I hate talking about myself. But uh, yeah, thank you. (laughs) 